DNA storage in thermoresponsive microcapsules for repeated, random multiplexed data access. An article by Bas Burgels, Tom de Grief, and others. From Eindhoven University of Technology, Eindhoven, the Netherlands. Nature Now Technology, 2023. DNA has emerged as an attractive medium for archival data storage due to its durability and high information density. Scalable parallel random access to information is a desirable property of any storage system. For DNA-based storage systems, however, there still needs to be robustly established. Here we report on a thermoconfined polymerase chain reaction which enables multiplexed repeated random access to compartmentalized DNA files. This strategy is based on localizing biotin functionalized oligonucleotides inside thermoresponsive semi-permeable microcapsules. At low temperatures, microcapsules are permeable to enzymes, primers, and amplified products, whereas at high temperatures, membrane collapse prevents molecular crosstalk during amplification. Our data show that the platform outperforms non-compartmentalized DNA storage compared with repeated random access and reduces amplification bias tenfold during multiplex polymerase chain reaction. Using fluorescent storing, we also demonstrate sample polling and data retrieval by microcapsule barcoding. Therefore, the thermoresponsive microcapsule technology offers a scalable sequence agnostic approach for repeated random access to archival DNA files. Even as the world generates increasingly more data, our capacity to store this information lags behind. Because traditional long-term storage media such as hard disks or magnetic tape have limited durability and storage density, there is growing interest in small organic molecules, polymers, and more recently, DNA, as molecular data carriers. Its intrinsic capacity for information storage longevity and high information density make DNA a prime candidate for archival digital data storage. Notable progress has been made in coding schemes used to convert binary data to DNA and the current best method can achieve a density of 17 exabytes per gram, which exceeds magnetic and optical alternatives by approximately six orders of magnitude. Additionally, the long-term storage of DNA in natural fossils or synthetic protective shells enables the storage of data for larger time scales than typically magnetic data carriers. With the introduction of paralyzed chemical and enzymatic synthesis, the large-scale production of DNA for storage data has become viable. Simultaneously, the next-generation sequencing of DNA using Illumina or nanopore sequencing has enabled the high-throughput reading of DNA sequences. By circumventing the need to sequence entire datasets encoded on DNA, polymerase chain reaction PCR-based random access can selectively retrieve encoded data from a complex pool of DNA files.
However, PCR has two disadvantages. The first is that a small fraction of the pool is irretrievably consumed during the amplification of data and the repeated copying of DNA skews sequence representation. Second, the multiplexed retrieval of DNA encoded files using PCR hindered by PCR bias and artifacts formation due to molecular crosstalk. PCR bias originates from differences in length, sequence composition, guanine cytosine content and secondary structure of DNA. Although it is possible to mitigate effects of artifact information and PCR bias by a careful sequence design and the inclusion of additional physical and logical redundancies, this leads to an increased cost of DNA synthesis and sequencing. Thus, current strategies for retrieving multiple DNA files are based on physically separating reactions and amplifying each file individually using multiple single-plex PCR reactions. Parallel amplification in a single reaction vessel can be achieved using emulsion PCR, which segregates DNA templates using water in oil droplets and prevents artifact formation. Although emulsion PCR has been employed in DNA data retrieval, the elaborate workflow, non-reusable nature and large quantities of organic solvents required to form emulsions for each reaction make it unattractive for large-scale adoption. Here we introduce a methodology termed thermoconfined PCR which employs microreactors with temperature-dependent membrane permeabilities to augment the fidelity of PCR amplification. Using this strategy, we implement multiplex repeated PCR-based access of multiple DNA files from a complex DNA pool. Our method is based on stably encapsulating biotinylated DNA files in individual populations of thermoresponsive semi-permeable microcapsules, followed by the pooling of these populations. The membrane's unique thermoresponsive permeability greatly reduces molecular crosstalk and the accompanying artifact formation at PCR temperatures, thereby allowing multiple data-encoding DNA files to be faithfully amplified, comparable with emulsion PCR. However, in contrast to emulsion, PCR non-biotinylated applicants can be retrieved and separated from the original data encoded DNA files at room temperature without destroying the microcompartment because membrane permeability is restored at room temperature. Thermoconfined PCR uses proteasomes, semi-pairable microcompartments based on protein polymer conjugates. Biotinylated DNA files can be stably localized inside the proteasome lumen using the encapsulated biotin binding protein tamavidin to HOT. We first demonstrate the heat stable retention of biotin labeled DNA templates inside tamavidin to HOT proteasomes. Next, we analyze the temperature dependent permeability of proteasomes. For single-stranded DNA and double-stranded DNA using confocal fluorescence microscopy 
and find that membrane permeability significantly decreases at higher temperatures. Drawing on these observations, we determined that isolating individual reactions inside proteasomes markedly reduces molecular crosstalk during multiplex PCR amplification of the two templates. These results were then scaled on the simultaneous amplification of 25 DNA files, totaling over 1.5 million unique sequences. We show that compared with bulk amplification, the multiplex amplification of this complex DNA pool leads to a more even sequence representation, where reactions are localized inside proteasomes. Additionally, we established that proteasomes can enable multiple repetitive read operations by co-encapsulating magnetic beads that allow the efficient recovery of the original encapsulated DNA files after PCR-based random access. As a final step, we confirm that our platform is compatible with fluorescent metadata tagging using short DNA strands and membrane labels. Further, we show that combined with fluorescent sorting, DNA files can be selectively retrieved and amplified based on metadata, an approach that has recently been used for similarity and Boolean file searches. Results Heat-stable and temperature-responsive DNA localization we have previously shown that streptalvidin-containing proteasomes can be prepared by covalently cross-linking bovine serum albanin (PSA), polyenisopropylcalamides (PNAPM) conjugates at the interface of all emulsion droplets. The cross-linked proteasomes were phase transferred into water and the addition of biotin functionalized or double-strand DNA strands led to DNA template accumulation and stable retention up to 200 base pairs. In previous work, we have characterized the proteinosome, membrane and lumen in detail and observed the long-term and homogeneous co-localization of streptavidin and internalized biotinylated double-strand DNA. To understand how the thermal properties influence the PCR of encapsulated DNA files, we investigated proteasomes' temperature-dependent stability and permeability. Since streptavidin is only partially resistant to the high temperatures used during PCR, we used the heat-stable streptavidin analog tamavidin to hot, which binds biotin with affinity similar to streptavidin, but can tolerate the higher temperatures during PCR. We prepared proteinosomes containing either 4-micromolar streptavidin or 4-micromolar tamavidin to hot to verify both proteins' heat stability, the homogeneous distribution of tamavidin to hot inside the lumen was verified and the size of tamavidin to hot containing proteinosomes was determined to be 57 plus minus 17 micrometer. The 188 nucleotide long biotinylated CY5 label double strand DNA 
A1F1 was then localized inside the prepared proteinosomes by incubating them with double-strand DNA. Confocal micrographs of proteinosomes revealed that after being heated to 95 degrees Celsius, only proteinosomes prepared with tamavidine to hot retain the internalized double-strand DNA. To simplify the downstream retrieval of proteinosomes, we also incorporated superparamagnetic particles inside the proteinosomes. Together, these two changes generate proteinosomes containing heat-stable localized DNA coupled with magnetic retrieval. SPNIPAM becomes partially immiscible above its lower critical solution temperature. We reasoned that lowering the membrane permeability above the LCST could retain DNA molecules produced during the PCR-based processing of the captured DNA files. Previous work has shown that heating proteinosomes above the LCST reduces membrane permeability for hydrophobic molecules, possibly by increasing the membrane hydrophobicity and decreasing the pore size. To investigate temperature-dependent permeability for single-strand DNA, we first verified that proteinosomes containing encapsulated tamavidine too hot are permeable to single-strand DNA ethrom temperature. Using a previously developed microfluidic trapping array, we captured tamavidine too hot containing proteinosomes and added a 50-nucleotide Alexa 546-labeled single-strand DNA, F2, to the trapping chamber. As expected, single-strand DNA readably diffused across the membrane. Because single-strand DNA, F2, is not biotinylated. Washing the trapped proteinosomes results in a rapid loss of resistance, indicating that the proteinosome's membrane is highly permeable to single-strand DNA ethrom temperature. We next prepared tamavidine two hot proteinosomes containing a biotinylated 21-nucleotide strand A2 base paired to a 10-nucleotide section of Alexa 546 labeled 50-nucleotide single-strand DNA F2 and heated the proteinosomes to 95 degrees Celsius to ensure that the DNA duplex melted completely. Confocal imaging experiments at this temperature revealed that localized fluorescence slowly decreased over time. This result, which could be attributed to either a small amount of Alexa 546 labeled DNA diffusing across the membrane or imaging artifacts, indicates that membrane permeability to relatively long single strand DNA is much lower this temperature. In a similar experiment at 95 degrees Celsius, using a shorter 31 nucleotide Alexa 546 labeled single strand DNA, DNA rapidly diffused across the membrane. Once cooled to temperature below the LCST, the membrane was again highly permeable to both long and short single-strand DNA, suggesting that the temperature 
induced change in membrane permeability is reversible. Together, our results revealed that tamavudine 2 hot proteinosomes stably localized the biotinylated double strand DNA at higher temperatures, even after the DNA duplex melts, and that the membrane's high permeability is restored and cooling to temperatures below the LCST. Enzymatic amplification of proteinosomes localized DNA. Having established that 1. biotinylated DNA remains localized inside tamavudine 2 hot proteinosomes on heating to PCR temperatures, 2. both strands of a long duplex with a single biotin modification remain localized inside the proteinosomes even when the duplex melts, and 3. membrane permeability can be controlled by temperature we proceeded to enzymatically amplify the localized DNA templates. Previously, both PCI and strand displacement amplification SDA, have been used to amplify data-encoding DNA molecules. To demonstrate the general applicability of proteinosomes containing internalized tamavudine too hot for DNA data retrieval, we next show the localized biotinylated DNA with the length typically used for DNA storage can be amplified using either PCR or SDA. To measure localized double-strand DNA amplification by PCR in situ, we used quantitative PCR. Proteinosomes containing 4 micromolar tamavidine too hot were incubated with 300 nanomolar of either biotinylated 178 nucleotide template double-strand DNA T1A1 or non-biotinylated 168 nucleotide control double-strand DNA T1SU1. After washing to remove the free templates, we added a PCR reaction mixture containing of polymerase, deoxynucleoside triphosphates, DNTPs, primers and the double-strand DNA-sensitive Russian dye, Eva Green. For each reaction, the threshold cycle was determined to assess the amount of DNA accessible for amplification. An average 4.4 fewer cycles were needed to reach the fluorescent threshold when biotinylated double-strand DNA was used instead of non-biotinylated double-strand DNA. Now, assuming perfect amplification during each PCR cycle, this indicates that around 21 times more double-strand DNA is available for amplification when double-strand DNA is biotinylated compared with the background levels, demonstrating that proteinosomes localized double-strand DNA is accessible for PCR amplification. We next used SDA to isothermally amplify localized double-strand DNA. As shown above, we incubated proteinosomes containing 4 micromolar tamavidine to hot with 300 nanomolar of either biotinylated template double-strand DNA T1A1 or unlabeled T1SU1 before washing and then adding an amplification mixture consisting of polymerase, single-strand DNA binding protein, Nikase, 
the NTPs, primers, and EVA Green. We employed double strand DNA sensitive EVA Green to track DNA production, but since SDA is a linear process, we extracted the production rates from the fluorescent data. The SDA reactions of proteinosomes containing T1A1 showed, on average, an 8.6 times higher amplification rate than proteinosomes incubated with non-biotinylated T1S U1. Together, these results obtained with PCR and SDA indicate the biotinylated double-strand DNA localized by tamavidine too hot and with lengths typically used for DNA data storage can be amplified from within proteinosomes. Thermoconfined multiplex PCR ameliorates molecular crosstalk. PCR-based random access can retrieve encoded data from complex DNA pools. However, sequences that contain highly similar short regions are susceptible to recombination during PCR. The formation of such chimeric amplicants corrupts DNA files because data are inserted at incorrect positions. Additionally, chimera formation leads to PCR bias in complex pores of DNA, which has previously been inhibited by employing emulsion PCR. We reasoned that proteinosomes' temperature-controlled membrane permeability should reduce chimera formation during the multiplex PCR of complex DNA pools, since the templates are effectively segregated at typical PCR temperatures. To investigate how thermoconfined multiplex PCR from proteinosome localized templates influences chimera formation, we designed two sets of biotinylated 178 nucleotide long double strand DNA templates that share a 31 nucleotide complementary region such that chimera C1C2 formed during multiplex PCR is 71 base pair long. To localize the two templates inside separate proteinosomes containing 4 micromolar tamavidine to hot, we added 300 nanomolar double strand DNA and then washed the microcapsules to remove the excess DNA. Proteinosomes populations were mixed and amplified using multiplex PCR and applicants were recovered at room temperature. As a control experiment, templates were also amplified in a bulk reaction. Native polyacrylamide gel electrophoresis pagenosis revealed the formation of a chimera product, namely C1C2, with a length of 71 base pair in the bulk reaction. Thermoconfined multiplex PCR also showed a faint band at 71 base pair, but this band has a considerably low intensity compared with the bulk PCR. Both reactions produce approximately the same amount of target DNA as judged by the intensity of the bands at 178 base pair. To quantify the effect of thermoconfinement during multiplex PCR, we utilized Fiji to measure the intensities of the target and chimera bands. 
We used the target band intensity as an internal control to account for a gel-to-gel -gel variability and calculated the chimera to product ratio for each reaction. Bulk reactions yielded higher chimera to target ratios, indicating that significantly more chimera is formed under bulk conditions compared with proteinosome localized amplification. Some formation of chimeric DNA was observed during multiplexed PCR using proteinosomes, which can be attributed to the incomplete removal of non localized DNA or limited release of amplicants from the proteinosomes. Even though complete chimera suppression, as expected for emulsion PCR, was not observed. This result demonstrated that thermoconfined multiplexed PCR in proteinosome significantly reduces chimera formation by localizing DNA amplification to individual compartments. Multiplexed and repeated PCR of localized DNA files. Having shown that spatially segregating PCR reactions reduces chimera formation, we reasoned that localizing data encoding files inside tamavidin to hot proteinosomes should better maintain file representation since chimera formation negatively influences PCR biases. To demonstrate this, 25 1 megabyte files altogether, totaling 25 megabytes, all stored in DNA and encoded into 110 base DNA sequences using a previously reported method. Each file consisting of approximately 66,000 unique sequences was localized inside individual tamavidin to hot proteinosomes populations. We then pulled 25 populations together to create a proteinosomes-based library. Next, the files were amplified using multiplex PCR in the bulk solution or compartmentalized media comprising either water in oil emulsion droplets or proteinosomes populations in water. The relative file concentrations after multiplex PCR were quantified using quantitative PCR to determine the fraction of each file. The quantitative PCR data revealed that thermoconfined and emulsion PCR preserved the file distribution more effectively than bulk amplification. We then performed Illumina sequencing to determine the average coverage per file to test if improved proportionally translated into more homogeneous and even coverage per file. The average coverage per file normalized to the mean was plotted on a logarithmic scale to show the coverage deviation in orders of magnitude. As expected, we observed a large 60-fold difference in coverage between the most and least represented files amplified under bulk conditions. In contrast, the files amplified using localized reactions showed much smaller spreads of 7 and 5-fold differences for proteinosomes and emulsion-based PCR, respectively. The initial spread present in the library before amplification was threefold. Additionally, we determined the coefficients of variation, CVs, in sequencing coverage for all the conditions 
as a measure of distribution evenness. The CVs of the original poll bulk amplified DNA, emulsion droplets, and proteinosomes were 24%, 139%, 35%, and 52%, respectively. These results show that thermoconfined PCR is a viable alternative to all these emulsions for the proportional multiplex amplification of DNA encoded data. Since biotin-related DNA remains localized inside tamavidin to hot proteinosomes, we anticipate that recovering the proteinosomes as well as the encapsulated DNA-encoded files using magnetic separation after PCR enables reliable repeated access to DNA-encoded data. To test this, three files were localized inside proteinosomes containing four micromolar tamavidin to hot. The proteinosomes were washed before pooling to create a proteinosomes-based library. Additionally, the files were also mixed in equimolar concentrations in the bulk to generate a non-localized library. From the resulting libraries, the files were amplified in three successive rounds of bulk, emulsion or proteinosome, PCR, each round retrieving a different file. After three rounds, we again accessed the initial file. Importantly, between the PCR reactions, we recovered the proteinosome's localized library using magnetic separation and reused the library for amplification of the next file. The library amplified using bulk PCR was purified by inactivating the NTPs and primers before being used for the amplification of the next file. Finally, the library amplified using emulsion PCR was purified by breaking the emulsion followed by spin column purification. Using luminar sequencing, we determined the dropout within a file, meaning the fraction of sequences expected to be part of the file but no longer observed. We observed that repeatedly accessing the proteinosome-based library PCR yielded the lowest loss of sequences, followed by emulsion PCR and bulk PCR. Since sequence dropout can alternatively be addressed using error correction codes, we performed a quantitative analysis to show how the reduced dropout affects the coding rate. Our analysis shows that when the dropout rate changes from 36.10% to 0.91%, as observed from bulk to proteinosome PCR respectively, the density increases by a factor of 1.56 times. Comparing the CVs of amplified DNA revealed that the spread in sequence coverages followed a similar trend as the dropout. Together, these results demonstrate that the proteinosome-based encapsulation of DNA files and subsequent pooling of large DNA libraries simplify reliable repeated multiplex PCR operations. Fluorescence-based proteinosome localized DNA file retrieval the PCR-based retrieval of DNA files is very specific. However, the need of sufficiently orthogonal primers limits 
how many fights can be sold in a single pool. This limitation has led to the development of supplementary strategies for randomly accessing DNA files, such as physical separation, hybridization-based retrieval, alternative amplification schemes, and fluorescence-assisted sorting. In addition to demonstrating repeated multiplex PCR, we sought to devise methods for selectively retrieving files from DNA-encoded proteinosomes libraries. To achieve this goal, we generated a strategy for fluorescently barcoding proteinosome populations based on 1. Labeling the microcapsule membrane with either fluorescein isothyronicitinate FITC and dialyte 405 and 2. Adding short biotinylated CY3 F4 labeled or CY5 F5 labeled single strand DNA after the initial data coding DNA files have been localized inside the proteinosomes. This approach allows us to differentiate between four proteinosome populations, although in theory it is possible to generate up to two square n unique barcode combinations, where n is the number of raw force used for barcoding. After encapsulating the data encoding files in barcoded proteinosomes, we pooled individual populations and used fluorescence-activated cell sorting facts to select specific files from the pool via a three-step selection procedure. First, proteinosomes were selected against uniincorporated magnetic particles and background using gating on FSCA and FSCH channels. Second, the FITC and dialyte 405 membrane labels were used as fluorescence gates as the flow force presence or absence produced distinct bimodal distributions in both channels. Third, CY3 and CY5 fluorescent gates were established to distinguish between the localized F4 and F5 subpopulations. Consequently, the pooled proteinosomes were sorted into four different populations based on the distinct fluorescence characteristics. 1. High dilate 405 high CY5 2. High dilate 405 high CY3 3. High FITC high CY3 and 4. High FITC high CY5. Following sorting, these four populations were evaluated using flow cytometry to determine the sorting accuracy. Only unimodal distributions were observed in the fluorescence data, thus indicating homogeneous populations. Having sorted the pool into individual populations, we used qPCR to determine the fractions of each file in the separated populations to confirm that the correct DNA-encoded DNA were retrieved. We found that the intended files account for an average 75% of all the DNA in the sorted samples, thereby demonstrating enrichment against other files in each sample.
These results show that not only are proteinosomes compatible with PCR-based random access, but diffluorescence-based metadata retrieval of proteinosomes is also possible. Lyophilization of DNA containing proteinosomes For archival DNA-based data storage, the long-term stability of DNA is critical. Previous work has shown that the lyophilization of DNA increases the hydrolytic stability of DNA by approximately one order of magnitude. We performed the lyophilization of proteinosomes containing internalized DNA in the presence of 3-halazole, a lyoprotectant known to further enhance DNA stability. Microscopy and qPCR experiments revealed that the rehydration of the solid powder did not affect DNA integrity and co-localization inside the proteinosomes. Importantly, we did not observe the coalescence of proteinosomes after rehydration. Conclusions Advances in the synthesis and sequencing of DNA have enabled the long-term storage of digital data on DNA. However, repeated and parallel PCR-based random access has thus far been challenging. This study developed a methodology based on thermoresponsive semi-permeable microcompartments that enables multiplexed PCR-based random access with performance comparable with emulsion PCR. However, unlike in emulsion PCR, encapsulated DNA encoded files remain localized inside the microcompartments after amplification and data retrieval, thereby enabling the repeated copying of the original file encoding molecules. Additionally, we incorporated fluorescent-based barcodes and use these for proteinosomes-based file sorting, providing an additional layer of DNA organization. At the current DNA synthesis prices, the use of proteinosomes for DNA file localization would not lead to a substantial increase in price for megabytes of stored DNA. Whereas the physical density of proteinosomes localized data is comparable with other DNA encapsulation methods. Compared with emulsion PCR, the initial localization of DNA encoded data files based on the proteinosomes platform is relatively time consuming. However, once localized, the encapsulated files are fully accessible for repeated PCR based amplification without considerable processing steps, simplifying data retrieval. Additionally, we successfully demonstrated the lyophilization and subsequent rehydration of proteinosomes localized DNA files. Future studies will be aimed at investigating the long-term stability of encapsulated DNA in the dried state using accelerated aging assays. In this study, data retrieval from proteinosomes localized files was realized by amplifying DNA from many similar files containing proteinosomes, which negatively affects the data density, as a single proteinosome in principle contains sufficient data copies for reliable file decoding.
Another limitation of the current study is the use of facts for the thrust-based retrieval of proteinosome localized DNA files. Although facts has the advantage of fast and selective file retrieval, it results in a considerable loss of encapsulated files and does not allow for the retrieval of a single compartment. As a solution, we envision that magnetic retrieval of single encapsulated files by integrating magnetic fluorescently labeled proteinosomes with electromagnetic microneedle technology and automated fluorescence microscopy. Similarly, a reduction in the polydispersity of current proteinosomes microparticles by employing microfluidic production platform would also benefit the retrieval of proteinosome localized DNA files. These improvements provide a patch towards the repeated parallel random access of extremely dense proteinosome-based DNA file libraries, which are compatible with a broad range of data encoding and DNA amplification methods. Thank you for listening to this article. Please do consider following me on Twitter so we can build a strong scientific podcast community.